Whatever happened to Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I think he probably OD'd on heroin. That's what I'm going with. Doesn't that seem like so likely? <laughs> yeah. We don't even need to check, really. I'm sure that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he was the middle kid, so I'm sure he had the most issues. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week, Jeremy Cohn and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, we're crushing cigarettes and drowning in Charlie Bliss's second album, Young Enough, next on The Radio Cure. Hey, Jerry. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? Good, good. I, I got a few references in there because I really like the lyrics on this album. Yes. Yeah. I, there's like rape for, for reference in the uh, introduction. Yeah. I wasn't I really paying attention though. I was like looking at something on my desk. I usually mm-hmm. comment on your intro. So sorry. I know. That's why there. I had to comment on it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I like how she writes in like these little tiny thoughts, uh, just kind I of do little too. phrases. That some, you know, go together, but not completely as like a narrative. Crushing cigarettes, uh, just to show you're a man or something like that. Yep. Great line. Now, do you think that that is like physically wadding up cigarettes? Or do you think that's like smoking a bunch of cigarettes? Now, I actually put some thought into this, too. I'm glad we're on the same page here. I think, I think yeah. it means like smoking an absurd amount of them. <laughs> I think so, too. I read a uh, review, though, that kind of took the other thought on it, angle on it, that, that it was like, you know, oh, look, I, I can tear up cigarettes here because I, I don't know, I, I'm, I got a lot of money or something. Yeah, no, I think that's incorrect. But then you got to go buy new cigarettes. Like that's right. still a hassle. And if it does mean like we think it does just like sucking them down, then that shows you got yeah. money too. Cause that's expensive. Same yeah, effect. exactly. I think the, these people are wrong, whoever they are. <laughs> We had a buddy Adair that used to crush cigarettes back in the day, but he was like so fidgety that he would almost smoke like half of it and then just put it out and then yeah, light seen, another one. I've seen people do that before. What I was a big fan of is um, our pal uh, Josh Stafford, when he'd be super drunk at the bar, would mm-hmm. light a cigarette while he was smoking <laughs> another cigarette. That was classic. <laughs> He's had, he's had a cigarette in his mouth, or one smoking it, one sitting in the ashtray lit, and one behind his ear before. <laughs> the trifecta. The triple crown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, topical, buddy. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> yeah, he's had it all going. Remember, we were all in the, I think you were in the truck with us. We were going somewhere, and it was kind of silent. And he's like, oh, no, maybe I was with Elliot and him. He's like. Guys, don't you just ever want to take it to the next level? <laughs> Definition of taking it to the next level, especially with smoking. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> take it to the next level. Oh, man. I want to start saying that to people. Right? <laughs> no don't you just want to take it to the next level? <laughs> Speaking of the next level, Charlie Bliss's second record, I think, is taking it to the next level. I think it's a, it's a nice progression for them. Yeah, I think by all metrics, it is better than their first album. An album that I certainly love. I think you have a fondness for it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. This album is really interesting to me because it takes, like, I think the appropriate size step, if that makes yes. a sense. Like, yes. you know, after Pablo Honey, you cannot 
right okay computer kid a you have to you, have the bend you have the bend to have is the, the perfect there. step yep exactly. right there before uh okay computer so i'm really excited it seems like this has come to them pretty easily mm-hmm. um i think i might be stepping on the review or i cut it out i can never remember Meh. but guppy they kind of labored over and this seemed to come supernaturally to them yeah, I remember hearing that about Guppy, that it was like kind of like a weird, like completely like recorded the whole album and then just like completely re-recorded it, which I, I yeah. don't know if I've ever heard of anyone yeah. doing that. I'm sure it's happened. No, I mean, but. it's obviously a, a confidence thing in their songwriting. Yeah. And, and when you are confident in playing with that confidence, the game comes so easily to you. Yes. And for this one, it seems like the game came so easily to them. Yeah, which I feel like sometimes... Uh, when the app is other bands, particularly with like a sophomore album, it can have kind of a negative effect on things. Mm. And I, but I don't think that is at all the case here. Yeah. It can get like super rote and like, yeah. Uh, oh, we're just going to write another one of the albums that everyone likes. And you're like, eh. yeah, this is, this is definitely, um, something different. Let me, let me read the part of the pitchfork review that I was stepping all over earlier. Okay. Charlie Bliss's <laughs> second record, Young and Enough, takes a bit of a chill pill. Guppy buried traces of electropop beneath the grunge fuzz, and Young and Enough amplifies that 80s new wave sparkle into ecstatic triumph. It's nothing new for young bands to trade their scrappy guitar origins for a glossy sheen. Just look at Hendrix's family favorites, Blondie. It's uh, man, a lot of Blondie references lately. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's 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 like in the zeitgeist. It is right now for bands. It's also not uncommon for bands to lose their lyrical sincerity within a newfound, overproduced sound. On Young Enough, Charlie Bliss walked this line, thin line gracefully. Charlie Bliss's embrace of synth glitz does little to disguise Young Enough's heaviness. Hendrix scrutinizes her present through the lens of her past, reclaiming pain and prioritizing her own happiness. We talked a lot about that on chat room when we... Yes. Charlie Bliss have never sounded so simultaneously restrained and desperate. Hendrix's voice hardly wavers as her bandmates underline the confrontation with surges of electricity. The band recorded the breakneck guppy twice, but on this album, which was made in considerably less time, they sound patient and even even when they're chasing a gigantic chorus. Building off of a simple guitar note, the record's slow-burning title track is perhaps the band's greatest accomplishment yet. The band's converges around Fox's guitar line, slowly assembling something that is, to steal their phrase, astronomically huge and <laughs> joyful. As Hendrix recalls vignettes of, that's what it is. She writes in vignettes. There it is. That's a good way to, that's, yeah. Yeah. Good, good job. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vignettes of warmly lit homes, bloody feet on icy sidewalks, and crushed cigarettes. She acknowledges, see that when he says crushed cigarettes, that means... You, wouldn't you say crushing cigarettes if you thought it was smoking a lot of cigarettes? Not yeah, to probably. The point here, but the, well, right? so this fucking guy is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you may have the book smarts, but we got the street smarts of uh, crushing cigarettes. There, uh, pitchfork. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> she acknowledges the masochistic naivete of teenage romance. We're young enough to believe it shouldn't hurt this much. It's an elemental concept that Charlie Bliss set aflame. I do like that. Yes. See, and this is this is a great record to do after 
Steve Hyden told us to become Dave Matthews fans <laughs> and tour the country with them. Uh-huh. Uh, in his in his review of Vampire Weekend, <laughs> uh, yeah, advice that I have very much heeded. <laughs> I'm hitting the road. Big news. But I don't care. I like this stuff. It's young. It's about naivete and being completely idealistic. But fuck it, I like it. I like it a lot, and. I think what you were saying earlier is that this is the right size step forward. Um, yeah. I, that's, I totally agree because they, even, even though they've like embraced like the synths and stuff, which I think was pretty predictable. And I think we mm-hmm. may have even discussed that at some point, like they're going to definitely go electronic at some point. Yeah. Cause it was under there. It was under there. And, and yeah, it like, like it's said. like a perfect match for like her voice. It works really well, mm-hmm. but they haven't gotten rid of anything that was great about them in the process. Yeah, super heavy. And um, Guppy was a little uh, one note in the sense that it was a very mm-hmm. cohesive record that yeah. all sounded kind of like that alt rock, yeah, grungy, fuzzy '90s scrappy uh, thing going on there. Yeah, and shit that we th- fucking love. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's why we love the record. It was nice and tight and short and just like straight to the point and, you know, pedal to the metal. This has a couple of different feels to it. There are several different kinds of songs on here. It's it's drawing from several different even eras or artists or, uh, you know, kind of uh, genres. I feel like yeah, things no, kind of lean back and forth. I, f- I guess. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it like jumps around a little bit, not in like a, mm-hmm. like real chaotic way. Like it, th- this is also I think mm-hmm. a quite cohesive record, even though they're like fucking around with sounds a little bit more. Yes. Uh, like the I, I like I think it was in the Pitchfork review or one of them doesn't matter. Eighties new wave I th- feel like is mm-hmm. maybe like the main through line, but they do jump around a bit. Yes, I, I literally read 80s New Wave Sparkle. You did? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why Blown to Bits is such a great uh, starter. Yes! It you know mentions uh, Cole Porter, Rilo Kylie, Reality TV, Karate Lessons. I like that one, too. That's fun. It's a great white thing to do. Yeah. You keep karate lessons. <laughs> so it doesn't get beat up in school. You know what I enjoy, and I think is the case with this, and, well, not just think, I looked this up. Uh, I was looking at some of their set lists lately. Mm-hmm. I like when the first song on an album is, it almost seems like designed to be the first song played at concerts. I do too. I like when they have a mind towards their concert and they put a, yeah. they put a song on the record first that they're like this is going to be a great opener all the lights are dark we come out you know you kind of see shadows of people come out and then you get that great big heavy synth yeah that like drone you can yeah you can probably drone that shit for like a minute or so oh yeah little little stagehands are running around still and everyone's like getting super excited and then all of a sudden she comes out so jacked
Yeah, it's a classic grower. And it, it has like that power chords with just the vocal and then the drums come in on the second. That's like the classic rock. But the synth pre-dates all of that too. So you get that yeah. extra step of growth there. Yeah, um, it keeps like kind of like sound. adding things to mm-hmm. it as the song goes along. Yeah, and yeah, it's going to be amazing because she'll, she'll come out and it'll be all dark and she'll just kind of start belting the shit out over the synth. Yeah. And you know, you know, shit's about to drop. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fucking awesome. And I like about halfway through the song where the, the synth drops out and the guitar sound kind of explodes and it's a little bit more like that old thing. Yeah, yeah. That old thing they were doing more, you know, heavy. And so they're not just synth. They they still have that heavy guitar. And then the synth and the heavy guitar all come back. Yeah. It's the perfect preamble to the record. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a perfect, like, indicator of, of where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next on uh, Capacity, I think that's my favorite of the pre-releases. We talked mm-hmm. about Chatroom when it came out, not the, any of the other ones. But yeah. we didn't pick any of the pre-releases just because we figured everyone's probably already listened to them anyway. Right, right. But that's a, that's, a, that's a very nice combination of Guppy and this newer, more electric sound. Because it starts with the new sound, mm-hmm. but then I feel like the chorus is, is much more Guppy. Yeah, that Much like more of that old real like, guitar like sound. crazy catchy guitar driven mm-hmm. pop rock that's just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And how her voice kind of capacity dun, 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 yeah. it follows the melody. Yeah. We talked about this with someone uh not with someone about someone but the mm-hmm. this idea of like flow to your vocals. Mhm. She she's always had such good flow to her vocals, and on this album, it's like even better. And I think that flow is is most seen in the song that I think I love right now. We've only had this album for like five days, but this is my yeah. favorite one, "Under You." Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great pop punk song, and and I don't yes. feel like they've gone pop punk. They they may be like a grungy punk, but this pop punk is a is a new sound for them and it's a little bit of a variation that's where i'm saying like they're playing a little bit different notes all kind of in the same it's more of a sway i guess yeah you're right they they haven't specifically done this this is like almost like early aughts type of pop punk yes i i said early aughts i think i've made this references before uh, 10 things i hate about you like that that yeah like, exactly exactly right there yeah This one, they just make me so happy. The uh, just the whole first verse. I want to eat the world with you and float like dust inside of you. I want to be the best for you (laughs) and get into that car with you. I want to rip myself in two with part of me attached to you. I'll occupy your nation, fool. I can't get out from under you. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's so desperate. That's like the desperation they were talking about. But it's like the desperate in like that pop punk way. Yeah. That I, I obviously really love. I mean, the drums set the tone. Mm-hmm. They have that real aggressive, 
you know, Travis feel to them. Oh my God, Travis. I forgot about them. Yeah. No, Travis from Blink. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not sad Travis from like (laughs) Scotland or wherever they were from. They were sad, weren't they? They were super sad. <laughs> and and then the guitar comes in, and, and it, it has that just that frenetic pace. The guitar is so lively on this mm-hmm. one. And I feel like the guitar is a little more restrained in all of these songs. And, and here, kind of, you know, you, you let it loose a little bit. Yeah. I, mean, I really like the bridges in this song, too, where it, it it's still the pop punk, but it like sounds almost like... Uh, like an ode to joy or like kind of a marching into battle type of feel mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And that, that to me, that screams like that, that emo pop punk of like the early aughts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they've, they've, they've moved on a little bit and kind of like pulled in some more years mm-hmm. into their vibe. This is so fun and bubbly, which is what I fell in love with this band yeah. and her yeah. voice specifically and i feel like it really balances out stuff like chat room or yeah even like the other curve another curveball on here the next the next song camera i mean that's yeah. like a total like early death cab indie yeah it really kind is of thing. yeah <laughs> and so that's a little slower and they're, they're just some there's just some more contemplative you know like they said they take a chill pill and kind of get reflective and this is this is just like that thing that you need in there, that breath of fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that. Um, I'm forgetting the fucking name of it, but um, I'm, I'm going to find it here. Oh, yeah. The fighting in the dark. It's like the yeah. one minute long little mm-hmm. ditty <laughs> between yeah, yeah, camera that's kind and young of, enough. That's, uh, that's kind of like that slow, dirgy kind of um, mm-hmm. interlude. And young enough is we, we talked about blown to bits being a classic grower this is just a huge builder i mean this is the builder of the whole entire record i mean it's it's like a anthemic builder yes and i think that this one i agree with what pitchfork said even though i don't remember exactly what it said but this is like this is their greatest accomplishment as a song i think yeah it's gonna be great in um it's gonna be great in concert I think that these are the ones where you just, everyone's hands are raised and they're singing along and they're just smiling. It's like that joyous part. Astronomical, huge and joyful. And it really is. It has, it verges on that kind of religiosity that you Mm -hmm. get out of spiritualized or um, even the national. You know what it makes me think of? Not uh, with like how it sounds, but I, I think this is like, Almost like an uh, all my friends type of song, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it's, it's like a generational like anthem because it, it's like there's like an astonishing number of people whose favorite song is all my friends. Like there's a lot of like all my friends tattoos out there and sure shit like yeah. that. I think obviously these guys aren't as big as LCD and likely won't ever be. But it's the same sort of vibe where it's like I could see mm-hmm. that for like a certain group of people. This might be like their favorite song ever.
do. And well, and, and you have to remember that LCD wasn't as big as LCD when LCD wrote. That's all true. It's like Sound of Silver, they were still kind of under the radar to some degree. They were absolutely under the radar. I mean, they were critical darlings. Yes, for yep. sure. But they were under the the radar of the of the of the cultural kind of thi- thing that was going on. I don't want to use zeitgeist again. So right. <laughs> just trying to get around just, it. Just say I the cultural kind of thing that's going on. <laughs> cultural thing that's going on there. <laughs> um, I also didn't want to say milieu, but yeah. <laughs> me. Me. Uh, but yes, young enough, I think, could be that that kind of feeling because it's it's the this is the thing that that says what I think about my young life. Yes. You know, like when I look back at my young life, I think all my friends. Right. Exactly. Is, that that exactly captured my 20s, you know, and this. Yep. This does capture um, that feeling of we're young enough to believe it hurts this much. That just great like, fucking life. idealistic. Everything is a fucking catastrophe. Yeah. All problems are like big problems because you've not had any big problems. Yeah. Yeah. And everything is so dramatic and, you know, is everything is just boom boxes over your yeah <laughs> over your head <laughs> outside yeah. of windows like it's like for 10 years you know yeah and i i love how like huge the vocals get in this song in that like build up with like there's like little keys in there and it it just like yeah explodes absolutely. out of her and then drops back down for the like young enough refrain and it just is it's fucking perfect yeah, I mean, she's growing into a a star. Yes, right, right before her eyes. I mean, like the confidence is so high on this this record; it's dripping with it. There's there's this cute shyness that like mm. a Gwen Stefani had on yeah. her first record on Guppy, and this is this is so much stronger. I mean, I she's obviously we don't we haven't we didn't we already talked about chat room and we're not talking about some of the other songs that reflect that mm-hmm. attitude as well. But she's obviously slaying some demons and you yeah. know, like sucking their blood out to gain their power or something. Yeah, fucking killing it. <laughs> For me, the uh, hurt me the 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 last one that we we're going to talk about the mm-hmm. one that the other one that I picked. Is is one of those like star power songs because she has to yeah. kind of carry the this yeah this a- absolutely song. absolutely. I mean, there's just that kind of drone. It's one of the sol- slowest full songs, other than that mm-hmm. um, one you mentioned earlier, the night of something. What is it called? The we were we uh, are the fighting night. in the dark. <laughs> fighting in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> it was so close. So close. <laughs> <laughs> you need me like a parachute. That's great. <laughs> harpsichord, faint harpsichord. So obviously a harpsichord is for the kids. Oh, yes, absolutely. You're too old. You've aged out of the harpsichord, Ezra Koenig. Sorry. <laughs> Please turn in your harpsichord. You're 30. <laughs> Rock and roll is for the children, Ezra. <laughs> exactly. The little button doesn't work on the synthesizer anymore. I can't play it anymore. <laughs> Live it up, Charlie Bliss. Six more years of harpsichord. Get it in there. Yeah. Do it while you can. Ah, it just gives me the chills. Emo lyrics. 
eyes like a funeral, mouth like a bruise, veins like a hallway. Eyes like, like a, a funeral. Wound. Voice like a wound. Ooh. Ooh. Eyes like a funeral is my favorite part of that. Absolutely. A little teardrop, a little tattoo teardrop out of the <laughs> corner of your eye. <laughs> oh, it's great. Veins like a hallway. Oh, yeah. I think I think this is probably the prettiest song on here. But also, Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like musically, maybe Haunting, the most though. experimental, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very haunting and and there's a lot of space. They they especially in Guppy and in other places like under you here, they they cram a lot into a, a small space. They're yeah. that frenetic, you know, alt rock band or I'm sorry. Is that right? Alt pop rock. Is that what they call them? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, with a new wave sparkle. Alt pop rock with a new wave sparkle. There it is. <laughs> So there's a lot of music in there, and and this has a lot of space. It does, and I, I like the like the guitars are pretty sparse in here, but when they do come in, they're very cool. It reminds me of um, kind of like Aaron Dessner style like mm. production on this. Yeah. Current big Aaron red Dessner. truck, big big red truck esque. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that as you mature, you understand that the space is where it's at, you know? Yeah. It seems like it. People, you know, I mean, think of, like, Kid A and Amnesiac. Mm -hmm. There's just, like... A lot of space on those. A lot of space on those records. <laughs> a lot of space. <laughs> you could park uh, a big red truck at that space. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Man, we're so good at this. <laughs> We are crushing this like cigarettes. Yeah. Oh my God. Another one. <laughs> Jesus. We gotta be like George. We gotta go out on top here. Cut oh, it. okay. <laughs> I think that does it for us this time. Check out Young Enough and tell us what you think of the record by leaving us a review in iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to their website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye. I'm at capacity. I'm spilling out of me is the thing I'm going to say the next time I come. <laughs> God, can you imagine saying, like, blurting that out at the moment? I'm spilling out of me. I'm spilling out of me.